If you're feeling a little glum, let me just remind you that very soon we're going to start having those wonderful Trump rallies again. And I look forward to meeting and hugging and saying hi to many of you, my fellow patriots, lovers of America, who are firmly with me riding this Trump train. Is the mic ready? Yes. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Well, it appears that Joe Biden has his priorities straight. He's not going to talk about the U.S. government shooting down every damn thing in the sky, but he is going to talk on something controversial. Here he is. And I'm going to say something that's always controversial, but there is no rationale for assault weapons and magazines that hold 50, 70 bullets. That's right. According to Joe, there's no rationale for assault weapons and magazines that hold 50 to 70 bullets. Of course, he's not addressing the Chinese spy balloon or the shooting down of benign objects out of the sky. But, you know, yesterday during the National Association of Counties, he went off script perhaps from his teleprompter and uh, he had that to say. Look, Joey, you may say there's no rationale for assault weapons and magazines that hold 50 to 70 bullets, but I think you may have forgotten the true reason why we have a Second Amendment in the first place. Okay, folks. I, I I wish I had a camera on when I first read this story, just the headline that I'm about to share with you. I was freaking cracking up. I was saying, oh my gosh, we are now in ridiculous, redonkulous territory. We are now in the sickness of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. being successfully exported around the world. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't know how someone even typed this. And maybe you guys won't find it funny like I do. I don't want to hype it up and, and, and make you think it's going to be a funny thing. Maybe it's just funny to me. Maybe I just have this really weird sense of humor. But I don't see how the person who typed this headline uh, didn't laugh their arses off. Ukraine says six Russian spy balloons spotted over Kiev shot down by Air Force. <laughs> Okay, so, so we have nothing being shot out of the sky in America, and now sky spy balloons are being shot down all over the damn world. Today, Ukraine announced... <laughs> I don't know why this is funny to me. This is, just, this is just a sign of the absolute maddening, beyond ridiculous incredulous, unimaginable situation of ridiculousness and absurdity that we are currently living uh, in. And that's just my take on it. Okay. Uh, Once again, you may not find this as funny as I do, but I find this redonkulous. Ukraine announced on Wednesday that six Russian spy balloons were spotted in the sky over Kiev and they were all shot down by the Air Force. Ukraine said the balloons triggered air sirens. 
Okay, so they've never triggered air sirens before. And now six Russian balloons triggered air sirens and must be shot down. After the Chinese spy balloon and three other things were shot. What? Uh, Zelensky wants to get on the action? Well, that's not fair, damn it. Joe Biden gets to shoot all kinds of crap out of the air. We have military hardware from the United States. We want to do the same thing. Darn it. We want to shoot down spy balloons too. I mean, seriously, folks, the absurdity is off the charts here. Or maybe, maybe, maybe Vladimir Putin was like, I got a new way to troll the West. They're shooting crap down out of the sky. Well, why don't we send these deflector type balloons above their uh, ground to air capabilities and have them shoot at balloons, look ridiculous, but more importantly, strategically, tactically, uh, have them uh, spend a whole bunch of munitions shooting down six balloons. Okay, this is from Radio Free Europe. Uh, Radio Free Europe. Authorities of in, in Kiev, I say Kiev, you may say Kiev, said on February 15th today that the city's air defenses forces shot down most of what they said were six Russian balloons that appeared over the city and might have carried intelligence equipment or reflectors to interfere with the air defense system of Ukraine. The statement also suggested that the Russian side may have sent balloons in an attempt to detect and exhaust Ukrainian air defense units. <laughs> and they fell for it. <laughs> oh my gosh, who's going to be the next to shoot down spy balloons and where they're going to come from? There, are, there have been no comments on the balloons from the Russian side. <laughs> oh man, oh my goodness, what a freaking clown show. What a freaking merry-go-round uh, geopolitical politics and American politics have become. Absolutely laughable. And I'm laughing at it, folks, because if we didn't laugh, what would we do? I'd pull out my hair. <laughs> but as you can see, this morning I shaved it. If you watched the one I made earlier this morning, uh, about 5 a.m., uh, 6 o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time, uh, made the previous video and... Uh, Couple hours of shut eye, shaved my head, and I'm here back at it again. Oh my gosh, it is laughable. I don't know if you guys enjoyed that, thought that was funny. At least maybe I hope I entertained you while you watched or heard me be entertained by the ridiculousness of this world we call planet Earth. Folks, welcome to the BCP podcast, the open source edition. Appreciate you being here on YouTube. And also watching this uh, on video on Spotify. You also may be listening to this as a podcast on all of the major podcast platforms. From Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, to Audible, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc. And of course on Spotify where you can listen to it or watch it. Appreciate y'all being here. Am I the only one seeing the ridiculousness? of all of this. But we've got more, folks. We've got more. Hold on to your funny bone. Hold on to your funny bone. Now, this is, uh, 
ironic and funny, except that it's not. Okay. Once again, this this headline pretty much tells you the absurdity, and that seems to be the word that I'm clinging on to today, because this is just uh, uh, this is just upside down clown show stuff. And clown shows are funny because they're absurd. This is not funny, though. I think the uh, the headline is uh, once again. This one's courtesy of the Gateway Pundit. Police vehicle hit by unlicensed driver while police were investigating incident by a different unlicensed driver. Now, when you think of unlicensed driver, let me tell you right now, you probably thought, hmm, I wonder if they're talking about illegal alien unlicensed drivers. And you'd probably be correct in assuming this. The Martin County, Florida Sheriff's Office released a report about a police car being hit by an unlicensed driver while the police were investigating an accident by a different unlicensed driver. This is what the report reads as put on Facebook. Deputies marked patrol vehicle, marked, hit by uh, by unlicensed driving during investigation of child hit on bicycle by a different unlicensed driver. This is where the funny, this is where the story is no longer funny. That's why I told you it was funny, but it really wasn't. This child was hit and taken immediately to the hospital. Oh, guess what? The absurdity of this, this person who hit the child, an unlicensed driver, most likely illegal alien, this wasn't her first rodeo. Traffic deputy investigating a traffic crash escaped injury when his marked patrol vehicle was hit by an unlicensed driver. The deputy was investigating a crash over the weekend. There was an unlicensed driver... That's where an unlicensed driver hit a child on a bicycle. As he was questioning that driver, 49-year-old Amelia Marcial Miranda de la Rosa, a second unlicensed driver in a Ford F-250 crashed into the back of a marked patrol SUV. The child in the first crash was airlifted to the hospital, but is expected to recover. Amelia Maricel Miranda de la Rosa was charged with driving without a license, this is her second such charge in two years. Welcome to Biden's America. The driver who hit the deputy's vehicle, 29-year-old Angel Palacio Monson, or Monson, told deputies he didn't see the marked patrol car or the parking lights. So the lights were like that. It was parked. It was marked. He didn't see it. But here's why the poor guy. Palacio Monson said he was returning home from a roofing job in Wellington where he cut his finger. He told the deputy he had had two beers to help him cope with the pain. Hmm. Palacio Monson said he never has had a driver's license. He was transported to the hospital to be treated for the cut to his finger. He was charged with driving without a license, but the DUI with property damage charges are pending. Folks, this is why you, me, we, or those of us who have insurance, at least I do, find it necessary to pay extra for uninsured motorists. Because as many uninsured motorists as there are in the West Coast, you guys now have this everywhere. And it's really bad. And because I'm often in California, I'm from California, moved to Utah, Stopgap before I eventually become a Texan. I've got aged in-laws and I we often find ourselves for health reasons taking care of my in-laws 
in California. And boy, are there a lot of illegal alien migrants, immigrants, whatever the nom de jour is now for illegal aliens. I'm not trying to play the PC game here with you. And other folks, because of the economy, not just illegal aliens, people are just strapped and they're cutting what seems unnecessary. Literally have been uh, in court and heard the following sentiment. I can't afford insurance. And if I have problems with insurance, uh, if I get sued for insurance, what are they going to get from me? I don't have anything anyway. That's why I'm not paying insurance in the first place. I may have heard a similar conversation like that last time I had to go back to California for a moving violation ticket, which I'm happy to report I won by nature of the sheriff not showing up. I'm having fun today, folks. It's Wednesday hump day. I hope you're having fun with me on this podcast report. That right there is a sign of just a small example of the failures of the current regime of the former vice president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. But it doesn't end there. How about this, folks? Everything, go electric, electric cars, electric is the future. No fossil fuel driven vehicles in the next 5, 10, 8, 12 years or whatever arbitrary number that the globalists are giving us and their minions and agents throughout the world from Europe to here in the United States telling us, get away with cars. Which, by the way, won't affect them because they'll offset their carbon tax and still fly their jets and still drive their vehicles. When they go long distance, they sure as hell are not going to be charging every two to three hours. No, they will pay the carbon offset tax and drive freely and be mobile. While the rest of the suckers, oh, i got to have my electric car, will be, think of it, folks, it's also a, a form of control. If everyone's driving electric cars and it's very difficult, very cumbersome, and not always even possible, to drive long distances, well, you can control a populace if they have to stay very close to their home base. Not to mention the GPS tracking and all those things, they can keep track of where you are the whole time. And folks, they don't have to put a chip in you. We're all worried about getting chips put in us. (laughs) As we walk around with our iPhones and Androids, smartwatches, and cars or tracking devices. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not part of this problem. We are, as a Western society, freely giving them all the ability to track us that they could ever want. Well, check this out. Do you know what the the number one selling uh, truck is in in America? One of the number one selling vehicles in the world in America? The Ford F-150. The Ford F-150. Well, now they have the Lightning, right? The Lightning F-150, which is all electric. Well, Ford Motor Company announced that an unspecified potential battery issue has led the company to stop producing and shipping its electric F-150 truck model, the Lightning. Is it called Lightning? Yeah, Lightning. There was an F-150 Lightning before. That was a pretty cool one. That was a supercharged uh, truck. Motor Authority reported that the company has placed a stop build and an in-transit stop ship order on the truck, 
The automaker discovered the issue during its pre-delivery quality inspection. And the team is diligently working on the root cause analysis. But in the meantime, they've stopped production and it is not clear when Ford will begin producing and shipping the model again. Another fail for electric vehicles. Now, some people are saying, come on, James. By the way, if you're not uh, aware, this show is called the BCP Podcast because my name, or I'm known as Black Conservative Patriot, BCP, but you can call me what my mother calls me, and that's James, except when she's a set and she calls me by my full name. I'm sure most of you can relate to that. Regardless of the language, she'll call me. Uh, same thing happens in our Latino household as on my Latino side as happens on my American side. You're in trouble. Your whole name gets called out. Here's another failure of the regime of the former vice president. Newsmax reporting that Biden administration said it is selling 26 million barrels of crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, a release that has been mandated by Congress in previous years. The sale will likely push the reserve below its current level of about 372 million barrels. That's the lowest level since 1983. U.S. Energy Department said bids on the oil are due on February 28th and that oil will be delivered from April 1st to June 30th. The department had considered canceling the fiscal year 2023 sale of the 26 million barrels after the Biden administration last year sold a record 180 million barrels from the reserve. But such a cancellation would have required Congress to act. The administration sold the 180 million barrels of oil. Last year, Congress canceled sale of 140 billion barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So all by design, folks, it's all by design that Biden has his energy policy to draw down our nation's oil reserves and have us driving electric cars, which are not ready for prime time. And of course, he's doing this for political reasons to avoid the summer gasoline price spike as well. But he doesn't really care about the price of inflation or all, any of that stuff. Remember, I played for you yesterday the ridiculous statement that he said in the same, or maybe, and I think it was the, the previous episode today, actually. Oh, food prices are coming down. Oil prices are coming down when they actually aren't. Ridiculousness. Or the word of the day, the absurdity. Here's some more absurd news, folks. This is a short one, but a rich one. A key signer of the open letter that suggested that the Hunter Biden email was part of a Russian disinformation operation. And we're talking about James Clapper himself, the former director of national intelligence. A couple days ago, said the following. Let me just read you the whole thing here. These four sentences from the New York Post. A key signer of the open letter that wrongly suggested the Post bombshell reporting on Hunter Biden's emails was part of a Russian information operation has accused Politico of distorting what we said more than two years after the fact. Former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper tried Monday to tamp down the growing controversy over the letter that he and 50 other ex-spooks signed 
after the Post first revealed the existence of the First Son's infamous laptop in October of 2022. Uh, sorry, October 2020. Their public statement, now the subject of investigations by the Republican-led House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees, was first reported by Politico and later seized on by then-candidate Joe Biden. There was message distortion, Clapper told the Washington Post. All we were doing was raising a yellow flag that this could be that the, that this could be Russian disinformation. Politico, Politico deliberately distorted what we said. It was clear in paragraph five. Two years later, oh, we didn't say that. We were mis our words were misconstrued and misrepresented. As they all went on the talk shows, doubling down on that. By the way, the state of New California sent two delegates to D.C. Let's see if there's any traction for the 51st state. And now, Elon Musk boldly contradicting the whole reason for a summit in which he was invited to speak, doing nations and free and sovereign people the world over a solid by gracefully, but with logic, reasoning, and a sound argument at the World Government Summit, telling them that we should not ever have a world summit, that it is good for world powers not to necessarily easily and openly cooperate, because that could lead to something bad for civilization. Here is Elon Musk. One thing I should say, and I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, If I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Elon Musk, gotta love the guy. Don't agree with him all the all the time, but he comes off to me as, in his own wacky way, authentic. There he is in the World Government Summit saying. There shouldn't be a world, there should be world government. And then I think he's, been, because he's, he knows his audience, and I'll show you how he knows his audience. What does he say there at the very end? He says, a cooperation between governments. This may sound a little odd, too much. It may sound a little odd, he says. No, not to us. What are governments, folks? They're not altruistic organizations that are organically grown out of a populace because they want to serve that populace. That is naive thinking. Now, while there are some honorable people in politics, generally politics in any country is going to draw and it's going to attract sociopaths, psychopaths, criminal elements, crooks, and people who want to have and thrive on power and prestige and what have you. And guess what? Those people can be controlled. They can be compromised. So if you have a world government full of these type of people, 
which are the most undesirable type of people to lead you, it's going to lead to a crash. Look how the UK pulled out of, technically, pulled out of the EU. It is good for sovereign governments not to cooperate. Um, you know, if you know, if you look at say the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, that really all throughout history civilizations have risen and fallen. But it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there've been there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And because Elon Musk knows his audience. He breaks it down quite well. And so, um, you know, say like while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, uh, Islam was rising. And uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Now look at this audience. Tell me that wasn't a great way to get your point across. This, this is a great way as a public speaker connecting and knowing your audience to get your point across. Now, let me give you the full context of this has happened Wednesday, today. And of course, because of the time difference, it happened earlier today for us uh, here in North America. But Elon spoke at the World Government Summit as, the fe as a featured guest being the CEO of Twitter, SpaceX, and Tesla. And he spoke via video. And this is a Dubai-based conference. The World Government Summit 2023 their theme was Shaping Future Governments. And according to their website, the summit brought together or was bringing together thought leaders, global experts, and decision makers from around the globe to share and contribute to the development of tools, policies, and models that are essential in shaping future governments. And here we have Elon Musk arguing against one world governments. And like I said, what they bring to or could bring, or w actually would bring to civilization is a collapse of civilization if that was allowed to happen. And so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we're, if the, whole, the whole thing may collapse. The whole thing may collapse. No, the whole thing would collapse under the weight of its own corruption. If there was no one to stop them from absolutely pillaging and ruining all of the serfs and servants and citizens, after a while, there would be revolts or there would be the eradication of the ant people or other words, you know, us, the little people. So they wouldn't have to fight a war with each other. It would just be an internal implosion. Guaranteed to happen. You can't put a whole bunch of sociopaths uh, in charge and then not have an outward enemy and not expect them to eat each other. I'm talking about all of the tyrants and Marxists and fascists that would be at the top of a one world government. Um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we wanna be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but, um, but we, we, just, we, we wanna have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't uh, collapse uh, and, 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 you know, humanity keeps moving forward. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. So as you can see, 
a lot of Muslims and Middle Easterners in the conference in Dubai. And you don't insult your audience. You connect with them and you also edify them. Acknowledging the contribution to the ancient societies of the Middle East and their contribution to science and other things years ago. All right, but one of the great things that Elon Musk did here in talking about policy and describing policy and presenting policy to people, I don't know if anyone else caught this, but when I heard this, I was like, (laughs) Elon Musk is explaining the genius or the success of President Trump as a president and a communicator of policy. Something that took literally the world by storm in 2016 because after all of these polished and unpolished politicians, some someone authentic came on the scene and was able to massively change the trajectory of globalism and one world government and Marxism back to the founding principles of American society and politics. Uh, Elon, we have over 150 government within the World Government Summit, uh, global leaders. They have 8 billion customers, their citizens. How government can better to serve a citizen? Yeah, um, well, I, I think generally um, I would recommend, um, you know, really communicating a lot. Communicating a lot. I've made fun of and poked fun of and lampoon Joseph Biden today in this episode and almost every other episode. And today we pointed out how he just not out there much communicating. What was President Trump doing? All the time, almost daily press briefings, being active on social media. That's why they had to take him down because he was such a powerful communicator. But he wasn't doing this in a foo-foo, controlled kind of way with advisors and consultants and social media experts telling him how he should communicate. Donald Trump was just being Donald Trump. And uh, I I think it's good for people to speak in in their voice as opposed to how they think they should speak. They may be doing that on purpose. Let's find out if they're friend or foe, and if they're foe, let's take care of those son of a bitches. I would like encourage uh, CEOs and um, of companies and uh, you know legislators and um, you know ministers and so forth to to speak authentically uh, uh, and to you know if there's a say a particular policy to explain it. He's a corrupt politician. You see it. Now they say the laptop shift, watermelon head shift. That laptop was produced by Russia. Here we go again. Russia. Russia, Russia. Here we go again. Can you imagine what they must think of it? These people are crazy. And I I think there's, you know, sometimes a concern about criticism. But I I think at the end of the day, you know, having some some criticism is is fine. You know, it's not that, it's really not that bad. And don't forget, Dr. Fauci, what he said is, no, no, don't close it to China. I said, I'm sorry, doctor. I saved thousands of lives. He admitted that two months later. And and I would just encourage more communication. Um, 
and, and like I said, to, to, to sort of speak in an authentic voice. And there you have Elon Musk schooling the world on why a one world government is a bad idea. And without even knowing, explaining to them why President Trump is so successful and why they should probably follow his lead, be authentic and explaining your policies and talking to people, how you authentically speak, not how you think you should speak or they want you to speak, or in the case of politicians, how their party and their advisors and their consultants tell them they should speak. And I want to end with this. Uh, yet Was it yesterday? I believe, yeah, it was yesterday. The first episode of the day, I showed you Nikki Haley's new campaign propaganda video. Well, here's the latest poll today coming out of South Carolina. And it shows that President Trump is leading the charge in South Carolina among likely South Carolina Republican primary voters sampled in this media poll found that President Trump has 35.1%. 14 points over about more than Ron DeSantis. And interestingly enough, they found that Nikki Haley in this poll has 16.4%. Now, folks, I've been reading my, uh, the comments from my brothers and sisters in South Carolina. And I think that uh, even though this shows President Trump soundly winning South Carolina in a Republican primary vote, if it were held today, among Republican voters in that great state, I have a feeling that President Trump trounces Haley more than double the numbers showed here and uh, probably pounces Ron DeSantis by a bigger margin as well. What are your thoughts? Especially if you're from South Carolina, put it down below if you're watching this on YouTube. I'd be in very interested to see what your opinions are. Thanks for being here, folks. We'll be back with more news, analysis, and commentary. God bless all of y'all. Big hug. Please check out our other show, BCP Unfiltered, and our sister YouTube channel. The links to everything are down below. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to this on any podcast platform, if you have the ability to follow, please do that. It'll help us with the growth of this uh, BCP podcast. And this is an open source ad uh, edition of the BCP Podcast. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.